0: Alrighty. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Sustainability Time podcast recorded on the homelands of the Wasanich and Lekongensby peoples. My name is Alexa and I'll be your
1: co-host. My name is Lindsay. Um, I use her and I'll be the other co-host.
0: And today, we're being graced by the magnificent human skier, hat-making extraordinaire, Andrea. Um, Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, I'm Andrea Byrne, the founder of All in Extra, a business founded on sustainability and adaptability because COVID changed everything in my life. Um, And I'm a skier from Bruni, but I go to school in Vic.
0: Nice, yeah. it's so awesome to be talking to you on the eve of International Wednesday. Yeah, it's an honor, <laughs> it's a good day. Awesome, um, yeah, so,
2: so you started your business back in spring of this year? Yeah, so I'd been kind of creating for a long time and when I lived in Whistler a few years ago, it was like kind of just a way to make a little bit of extra money, have some spending money on top of the rent that was just insanely expensive. Um, But it wasn't until this spring that I really had the time to pursue it. And I kind of just started making masks out of repurposed textiles, out of fabrics I'd been collecting over the last couple of years. Um, And then there was obviously a huge demand for that. So it kind of took off and that's kind of where it all started for real. Yeah. Wow. A real blessing out of COVID. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of tried to make the most of a really unfortunate situation.
0: <laughs>
2: cool. that's awesome. What kind
1: of things do you sell? Like sort of take us through what your
2: product line looks like. Yeah, so I actually called it all an extra because I kind of have craft ADD and I couldn't really decide like on one thing I wanted to make. Uh, I grew up making jewelry with my mom. And then I've always loved sewing. So I make a collection of jewelry items, some repurposed jewelry, which is really fun. Um, and then I make masks and scrunchies and um, hair, tons of hair accessories, and of course hats. That was kind of the new thing when winter rolled around. But yeah, I make a lot of different different things.
1: Awesome, that sounds great. And they're all yeah.
2: like repurposed,
1: all the
0: textiles mainly when you can. Yeah,
2: mainly. Yeah, I mean this year it's been a little tricky, obviously with COVID because going to a thrift store is not really the safest thing to do especially in my hometown. there's only one here Um, so all the masks all the scrunchies um, and things like that are 100% repurposed and then the hats the demand just grew so fast and there was no way that I was able to curate enough fleece to like meet the demand so I did buy a few things new but I tried to you know do what I could and buy sustainably and my labels are printed on recycled satin and made here in Canada and all my business cards are recycled paper. And so I feel like as a small business, it's really hard to be perfect, but I try my best for sure. Totally. Yeah.
1: So would you say there's like lots of like trade-offs for sort of the element of sustainability in a small business like this during COVID?
2: Yeah. You know, purchasing locally in Canada, used to be easy. I could just get my supplier from Montreal to send me the labels I needed or the fabric I needed. Um, But then with the lockdown and everything, it's definitely put in like a huge barrier and everything takes so much longer. Um, But, you know, I'm willing to wait. And I think if my customers care enough, they're willing to wait too. And so just communicating that is really important and it's, you can only do as much as you can do. And I think it's really hard to be perfect, especially sustainably you know for sure, for sure
0: yeah, yeah I and mean, at least in, like the environment we're living in today like it's just not feasible for everything to be perfect no mm-hmm, due not. to like, affordability mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. there's still like a lot of barriers to change um okay first question do you think growing up in Fernie has helped birth you into this renaissance
2: woman you are <laughs> that's so nice um yeah I think like growing up in Fernie, being such a small town full of like really creative and supportive people. It definitely gave me this community to learn from and a community that was like always there to support my growth as an athlete. And then, you know, coming home this winter and running a business, it's just been insane how many people have been so supportive. And it's like, as an athlete in a sport that is so expensive, I always, I didn't ever feel good about like getting support for nothing even though you know in the eyes of someone who's like oh she's a good skier it's not nothing but I'm glad to be able to give someone something in return for their support so I think Bernie definitely taught me like the importance of trying your best and doing what you can to help and that's where the masks and everything kind of were born so yeah Amazing. for sure that's yeah.
1: such an awesome perspective on like community and sort yeah. of like your skills very.
2: Been mm-hmm. cool. lucky. Yeah. Very lucky.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Um. And then, why has it been important for you to like make your business sustainable, like at its core? Like, what about?
2: Like, like where did it, where it come, come from? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I am in school for tourism hospitality at Camosun, but prior to that, I started in the geography department and was really passionate about environment and sustainability. Um, But given the time in my life juggling skiing and all these different things, I didn't think a degree program was the right fit for me at the time. Um, And previous to that, I'd worked at a lot of fishing lodges and remote kind of ecotourism operations. And I just learned and realized that there was so much room in like the tourism hospitality industry. For sustainable practices and some of my experiences in the tourism industry haven't always been that great which is why i decided okay maybe i want to start my own business and take what i've learned that they're not doing right or could be done better and put a spin on it with what i've learned from school and like personal practice and experience um, but yeah also growing up in ferney coming back to that uh, i think living in a place is beautiful but also so close to the coal mines has given me a perspective for what makes life go round in places like this. And yeah, it's not gonna be perfect. Like you can only do as much as you can do. And if I can make a difference with what I do, then I'm gonna try. And so, yeah, sustainability has always kind of been a really important thing for me and it's always been something I've strived for and wanted to implement in whatever I do. So it's mm. kind of where it came from. Cool.
1: Yeah, being, I'm also a geography student um, at UVic and Mm -hmm. I like, I kind of had this idea that um, sustainability and sort of like change um, with like climate change policies and environment, I thought it would be more from like a top down um, Mm -hmm. approach with like policy and government, but really like, I feel like a great approach is doing like sustainable business models. I feel like that really empowers people.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think like, in terms of like sustainability and like management, there's yeah. that perspective that, you know, managers and good management starts from the top, but it really starts at the bottom, just as, just as much as it does start at the top. So like understanding the full circle of how mm-hmm. things can be changed is so important. And probably one of the biggest takeaways I had from school too. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then,
0: so that's how you made your switch into the hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then for sure like has like climate change at all like in terms of like because your
2: your passion's based on the snowfall like Mm -hmm. is that yeah definitely yeah um as a skier of course like we chase the weather we chase the storms and even this year we've had less snow than you know I'm used to seeing here so I think it's something that we kind of have to like realize that we need to get used to it because this is not temporary the more that we do to damage the earth and cause climate change, like the more persistent it's gonna be. Um so yeah, as a skier too, it's really important that whatever I do is like kind of vouching for that one thing I love the most and that is the snow. So it's important. But of course, you know, you can't be perfect as an athlete either because you fly and you drive and you do all these things. And so it's kind of like an oxymoron really. But right. You can only do as much as you can do. For sure.
1: Does your um Does your brand have like a mission statement? Like, what are your sort of like messages you do spread with people who are following you on Instagram or customers?
2: Yeah. So uh, my mission is basically to revolutionize the accessory market with sustainable and creative intentions. So not to be perfect, but to do as much as I can to really change the accessory market, which is generally frivolous spending and frivolous items. Um. With this a sustainable approach. So that being like all the repurposing I've done and I've always dreamed of like repurposing clothing and doing so many things, but I'm just one person. Um, But yeah, I have some ideas for the future and what that might look like. But I just want, I think as an athlete who's also in school and running a business, I think my main message with all an extra was just to be like, if you want to do something, you can do it you know go for it like pursue the opportunity any opportunity you can get pursue the possibility like it's not always going to turn out the way you thought but you'll never know if you don't try so I think entrepreneurship is really cool in that way it's like you're taking a risk but it's the most rewarding thing ever
1: that's so inspiring (laughs) yeah thanks
2: (laughs) yeah
0: good um so do you want to give any teasers how you're like hoping to expand all next year or like, is it under wraps? Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I have some ideas. I'm definitely trying to like close the door on my schooling first because I'm like spread so thin right now, just trying to do everything. Um, but yeah, i would really, I've always been so passionate about design and I'd really like to do like a garment construction course. And I've, really wanted always to like design women's outerwear for skiing um and i'm sponsored by solomon so i'm hoping maybe one day there's like an opportunity to work with them especially because they're starting to put sustainable sustainability at the forefront of their design as well and all their product development Um, so i'm dreaming big but we'll see what happens (laughs)
0: amazing that's so awesome seeing all an extra collab with solomon oh be sick
1: yeah. Have you ever collaborated with any other like brands or anything? I've had, quite I've
2: had people ask, like I've had, a, I've been approached, um, but it's not always brands that I necessarily align with in terms of values. Right. I think it's just finding the right one. And the brands that I already work with are pretty awesome. So I hope in the future, there's an opportunity to pursue something like that, but right. we'll see. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be difficult with COVID, too. Like, you'd have to be doing yeah. it virtually, which might not be super easy, but...
2: Yeah, I'd like the full experience. Yeah. To <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I feel like, too, like, sustainability is becoming such, like, a buzzword, like, in, like, the business industry. So it's, like, mm-hmm. to, like, actually, like, s- like, s- like, seek out, like, what companies are actually doing as opposed to them being, like, yeah, we do, like, sustainable practices, but it's, like, mm-hmm. do they actually, or is it just because it's, like, a growing... Phenomenal
2: thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's greenwashing, right? Like there is so many businesses who promote it and don't do it at all. And yeah, it's tricky. But you never really see like the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. so it's so hard to judge. But I think in the future as well, I'd really like to start donating more to like nonprofits that I believe in and nonprofits who are also helping fight climate change. And that's kind of it's hard as a startup, a small business. You know, you don't really have a lot of extra money. But eventually that's definitely something I'm hoping to take on and hoping to contribute to. Are
1: there ways that like you're um, kind of like maintaining and promoting like your transparency and your garment creation
2: right now? Yeah, I I think um, I could probably do a better job of it. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's tricky as like one person just always trying to do so much. Um, But I definitely try. I don't. It's not something that I'm like super advertising about, but I mention it every now and again. And you know, if people ask, I'm totally willing to give a hundred percent honest answers. And yeah, it's like if people want to know, I'll tell them and I'll say what I can. But yeah, it's kind of I'm learning too. I'm learning every day on how to sure. be more transparent and how to be more open and really show what I do, but it's hard for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Early days of all this too. So it's like Mm -hmm. Like starting this up when it's still the resources aren't definitely developed Mm -hmm. fully yet. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and like I feel like businesses are trans transferring to like all online sales and media and Mm -hmm. advertising. So it it, yeah, it must be kind of overwhelming to sort of navigate that.
2: It's so crazy because I feel like I started this. Like I was fully through Instagram at the very beginning, just like Instagram DM, which was so insane. But yeah, it was just like a lot of, you know, very time consuming. Mm -hmm. So to have like built a website in the fall was like really the perfect time for it. And I didn't even know that, you know, we were still going to be here a year from when the pandemic started. And yeah, just learning like the ins and outs of Shopify and like all these different rules and regulations and how to do everything it's honestly been like more than I could ever learn working for someone else, you know? So it's just been really crazy, but yeah, this year has been like the year for online businesses, but it's such a learning curve, such a learning curve.
0: If you were to like go back to like <laughs> Dre starting all this out and like whatever last March, what would you tell her?
2: Oh, <laughs> um, I'd be like expect to work like 60 plus hours a week like just get ready to put your head down and work a lot but I wouldn't change it for a thing like I like I really enjoy being busy and I think that's why I do so many different things because I'm like not really the kind of person to just like chill out like I'm not a chiller I'm not a chill out person at all um but yeah definitely like just to go for it and to keep going. And there were days that were harder than others when I was like unmotivated or needed a break and I just powered through. And I think also like learning to take a break has been a big thing too. Learning to chill out that you have to, otherwise you just burn out. But yeah, I think I would probably just tell myself to go for it, keep going.
1: going. Do you have any advice for people who are maybe like considering starting a small sustainability focused business
2: yeah I, I mean I would just say go for it yeah. <laughs> go for it um I don't know I think if it's what you want to do and it's what you love then you should just do it for yourself you know and that's kind of like one of the things I live by is just like doing things that make me so happy and like that's why I love skiing so much and that's why I love running my own business and because those things are for me you know and it's like it's amazing that the things I do for myself can bring other people so much happiness but like at the end of the day it's your life and you got to be happy where you're at so if that's the thing you love to do then go for it
1: that's
0: awesome yeah wow yeah. and yeah like the old quotes like do what you love and the money will follow
2: exactly yeah but-
0: just, suggest- oh, actually we have one from a fan or oh, our Instagram fan. and they were just asking what is like one of your hidden, like sustainable tips you have? Like,
2: could be, like- Ooh, okay. This is like something small, but it's really important. Um, I use paper tape on all of my packaging. So all of my shipping items are wrapped with hundred percent recyclable materials. So I think a lot of people forget about this. Um, when they ship things, it comes in a ton of plastic, comes in, you know, plastic tape. You can't recycle that mixed media recycling. Um, so I think that's just like a really easy, simple step that every business should implement. Mm. Just, you know, it's an easy thing to do and why not? Takes no extra time. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the one hidden tip, I guess. And the recycled satin tabs or tags, that's a, that's a big one too.
0: Awesome. Awesome. yeah i don't know and yeah. then go out to all the listeners where they can find you online and your website yeah
2: yeah um you can find my personal account on instagram at dre ish it's pretty funny i know but i just felt like i wasn't 100 me last year so i had to change it <laughs> um and then my business is all and extra and the uh, website is all and extra dot ca Awesome. Cool.
1: Thanks so much for chatting with us. This has been really fun.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for hosting me. I'm so honored that you guys reached out. Thank you for listening to the Sustainability Time podcast hosted by the University of Victoria Sustainability Project. This podcast was edited by Emma-Jane Burien and the music is by HooksOut. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a review on Outlook Podcasts and recommend this podcast to a friend.